Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Welcome, 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 welcome to Money Making Conversation Masterclass. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. And our theme, as always, is there's no perfect time to start following your dreams. Or you set goals and head in that direction and make sure you understand what you're trying to do with that dream. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. I say that all the time. For you, it may be the size of your paycheck. Mine is inspiring you to accomplish your goals and live your very best life. That's why I invite people on the show. That's why I try to get break out and just talk about different things that will make you successful by providing you with information because it's time to stop reading other people's success stories and start writing or living your own. People always talk about their purpose or gifts. That's really big on social media. Everybody's talking about a purpose, follow your gifts, all this. Gift. If you have a gift, lead with your gift and don't let your friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dreams. If you're ready, I'm ready. Let's get Money Making Conversation Masterclass started. It's National Home Ownership Month. And we're living in an interesting economy where a lot of people are unsure about real estate. That is why I have my guest on the show today. What we should know about real estate and paying attention on how to prepare us for buying homes in this season. Let me introduce you to my guest. Her name is Tanya Blanchard. She founded uh, Madison Chase Capital Advisors, a mortgage brokerage firm with affordable closing costs. And she has tips on upping the value of your home before selling it. Her, now I know that's usually tied to a real estate person, but guess what? She's she's 360. Sit down and talk to Tanya. She's going to let you know what's going on. Her firm offers home equity loans, residential mortgages, VA loans, residential mortgages online, VHA, and jumbo loans, and more loans that we're going to talk about that on the call. But more importantly, she has this um, program called Six Months to Six Figures. A Loan Officer's Guide to a Profitable Business, which provides a 30-day jumpstart program complete with instructional guided videos, an in-depth companion workbook, and a valuable resource guide. It's all about money. We're talking about real estate. We're talking about Loan Officer's Guide to a Profitable Business. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation Masterclass, Tanya Blanchard. How are you doing, Tanya? Pleasure to be here. Good, good, good. Did I say too much? Did I extend, overextend uh, my credits on you or, or everything was lined no, up just right? Not. No, it lined up just perfect. We're just good. Perfect. We're good. You know, I, <laughs> you know, you know, it was like a couple of, my brother lives in the D.C. area. And I think about in okay. 2021, he sold his house and there were people up lined around the block to buy his house. I mean, I think his house was valued at. He put it on the market for seven hundred thousand. They wound up selling for like nine hundred, nine hundred fifty thousand. He didn't even ask for that price. It was just a competition of people lining up wanting to buy the home, and that's why that price wound up like that. Is that mm-hmm. still going on now? People still lining up to buy homes like that? 
Uh, they're not lining up to buy homes, but supply and demand is still a factor. Um, we don't have a lot of supplies. So now we're we're definitely back into a multi multi offer situation. Mm. So it's not it's not as intense as uh, last you know for your brother in DC or even last last year before rates spiked. It definitely has calmed down, mm-hmm. um, and it, it's definitely multiple offers though. Still still multiple offers, but not as crazy as it was last year with no appraisal contingency, no financial contingency. You know, everybody just doing anything to get to get a house. It, it, it's calmed down a little bit since then. Cool. So I'm just talking to the general public here. So the people out there who sure. are interested in selling their home, you're saying it's mm-hmm. still a good market to go out into. If you... Absolutely. It's, it's, still, it's absolutely still a good market to go out into. Um, and there's still multiple offers and quick closing. So it's definitely it's, 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 it's a great market. To sell, and it's a great market to buy. If you're ready to buy and you're positioned to buy, you don't want interest rates to stop you from purchasing a home. Let me ask you this: Now, you're a mortgage brokerage firm that you started. You the president, mm-hmm. you founded Madison Chase Capital Advisors. This is just questions I always like to ask out of curiosity: Is there a sure. bet, a good year, a good time of the year to put your home on sale? Like, is it summer better, or fall better, or spring better? Is there a set time of the year? Just put your house on sale when it's available to be put on sale. What are your thoughts? Well, I, I think life happens. So when life happens, you've got to move accordingly. But if you said to me, your question is, Tanya, what's the best time to put the house on the market? The, now is the time when children are getting out of school. This okay. is, this is, and that's how I know that the market is still um, a little, uh, it, it still hasn't bounced back because this is normally my extreme busy time. You know, normally schools in Atlanta just got out last week. So everybody is out of school. So what parents normally did was say, okay, well, let's just wait till Johnny, little Johnny finishes school. We don't want to interrupt. And so now it would be in Atlanta anyway, it would be from May through the end of August. Mm -hmm. Because then now everybody wants to get in the house in time for school. So now is really the spring, springtime and summertime is normally the time where most houses go on the market. Cool. So there's a system to this madness because, like I said, you know, people, we always talk about real estate, especially in the minority community. We're always talking about, you know, God's not creating more land. So whatever you buy is an investment creating equity. You got into the brokerage firm from a mortgage standpoint. Mm How, did, how does a person like you, I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's it's a career sure. move that I never thought of engaging myself in. Do you have to have, like, financial money in the bank? Uh, how do you get into the, creating a firm like this? Okay, so um, to create a mortgage firm, you really don't, quote, unquote, have to have money in the bank when you start out. Every year going forward, you will. I want to see your books to make sure that you're, you know, you're financially sound. But it, whatever state you're in, um, you really you want to start off being licensed, a licensed loan officer, which is your, you know, you get your NMLS license. So once you're a licensed loan officer, I recommend personally, I think you should, um, you know, be a loan officer for at least three to five years, mm-hmm. at least three years before you started your own firm. Because there are a lot of different pieces to the puzzle, and it's just not about, oh, let me open up my own company. You really want to know the loan part of the business very well um, so that you can take care of your clients. You know, I've been fortunate to buy some homes in my life. Not saying mm-hmm. that, that I'm not bragging on that. I've been the first home I bought, I, I got it on, um, you know, like auction. I bought my first home was mm-hmm. in an auction, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I, I bought it and I was happy and. And I bid this other person because it was one of the homes that I guess I, I, I don't know the proper language, but I'm pretty sure you're aware of what I'm talking about. You know, the, mm-hmm. they, they're kind of like fixer up homes and they go uh-huh. out there and you can bid on them. And I bid, I got the home and I got to the house. Of course, it didn't it didn't have an air conditioning unit. Somebody had stolen the air conditioning unit. So I had to <laughs> buy the air conditioning unit, put it on the house and I was up and running. That was my very first home. But I tell you, when I bought that home, now, are you the person that puts that like a like a almost a Bible sized amount of paper in front of us and tell us we have to sign. Is that you? That is me, but nowadays <laughs> um now, nowadays I'm gonna send it to you via DocuSign. <laughs> well, that's not helping me no, because I still don't know what I'm saying. signing. <laughs> <laughs> so I always tell people when, when you get those when you go under contract, you know, when you get those that those that big 
set of disclosure that's probably anywhere between 80 to 100 pages. Uh, when you when you go when you go through them, a lot of them are just you know it's uh, you know a workbook that you have to have a disclosure that you have to keep. But the bottom line is the most important thing that you want to read is your loan estimate. So, and you say, well, Tanya, why your loan estimate? Your loan estimate is going to show you what the current rate is, what how much you're borrowing, your total estimated payment, and if your loan's locked or not. So well, hold on, hold on. When you say loan lock, let's 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 stop uh, right there. What does that okay. mean? The loan okay. is locked. What does that, that mean? mean? That means your interest rate. So that means, for example, I just spoke to a client today, and they're doing a USDA loan, and I told them what their rate was, um, and it was six point seven five, and they are we're going to go ahead and lock tomorrow. So see, anybody can tell you what your rate is, but until you get that loan estimate that says your rate is locked, you are then floating. And so you're, you know, you're, you're in reality, you're gambling, you know, every day, the market, um, you know, the market changes every day. Sometimes it changes twice, three times a day. So the market is volatile. So you want to make sure your loan is locked. And if it's not locked, then you just want to make sure you stay on top of that. So that the rate that you got quoted at the beginning is that rate that you'll end up with. That's important because of the fact that now, now, you have like different loans, like fifteen-year mortgages mm-hmm. and thirty-year mortgage. Mm-hmm. Are there any mortgages longer than thirty years? Um, I wouldn't recommend it. Right now, um, the government did just recently offer FHA forty-year FHA loans for modification, but I definitely wouldn't. Or I wouldn't recommend a forty-year amortization term. That's just too long. Forty years is a long time. Thirty is a long time. Um, I, I personally because how could you build equity in a forty-year loan? You can't. You can't. I mean, you could technically do extra principal, you mm-hmm. know, uh, extra principal payment every month, but uh, there's no. They're not going to do forty year loans for um, first for homeowners. Um, Fannie and Freddie, um, uh, they're not going to do it. They, this is just something, like I said, FHA to help them with the modification. But I would not recommend a forty year loan. And while we're talking about that, even though rates have spiked. And a lot of people aren't refinancing like they used to be. Mm-hmm. You just want to be really, really careful when you refinance. If you've been in your house for 10 years, don't automatically go back to a 30 um, because it, you're, you're thinking it's saving you money. You're, you started that clock all over again. So if you're, if you're refinancing, you can do a 25-year term. You can do a 20-year term. You can do a 15-year term. But if you've been in your house for more than five years, I do not recommend going back do the 30-year term. Right, just because you're trying to get a lower monthly rate, yeah. correct? Yeah, yeah, they're trying to get a lower monthly rate, but all you've done is add, you know, X amount of interest back onto your loan that you've got to pay off. Because you have to remember, mortgages are interest-loaded lo- interest in the front. So all you, you, you've seen over the years with the houses that you purchased, when you went to sell that last house to buy your next house, or maybe you didn't even go to sell it, you just looked at your payoff, you said, oh, my goodness, I've been paying on this thing for seven years. Yeah. <laughs> and this is, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This, is, this is still my balance. But one one thing that you can do is you can make one extra principal payment, uh, principal one payment extra a year, and you can shave seven years of interest off your loan. So you know if you have to get a thirty to start out with, that's totally fine. And if you don't feel so, you're saying that refining, you're saying that you're saying that on a thirty year mortgage. Because you be talking fast, Ms. Blanchard. Because no, you know I'm how to, you, you're a closer. So you know, you've been doing this all your life. Okay. Lock. Uh, hell, hold up. I just locked that. Now, you just said that if I have a 30 year mortgage, right? I have a 30 year mm-hmm. mortgage, right? And if I yeah. make an extra payment a year, mortgage one, payment a year, one extra payment apply, to my, to apply to my um, balance, right? Principal. Not the mm-hmm. interest. Mm-hmm. How much would that? How much would that take my mortgage? That's at thirty. That, that shape, so that would take that would take your that would take your thirty year mortgage to a twenty three twenty two year mortgage, just by doing that because you're going to hit that principal faster. For example, for me, I always tell people, you know, I bought my house in '06. My interest rate on the first was six and a half, and my interest rate on the second was. Ten and a half, and it was, and that was like a hundred percent finance. And this was in, 
January of 06, but I, you, you're in Atlanta, so I bought an Alpharetta. Right. So I paid 249 for my house. You can't find a house in Alpharetta right now for 300000 Forget 249 <laughs> right, right. But, but... Oh, you're bragging, Ms. Blanchard. Are you bragging? No, no, I'm not. I'm, not, I'm just stating facts, Rachel. I'm just stating facts. I know, so, that's right. But, but, what, but what I did do is years later... I went ahead and I refinanced to a 15 mm-hmm. at 2.75, and it attacked my principal. So my point is that if you can't start out on a 15-year or you don't feel comfortable with that higher payment, always do you, – you have, you have two ways, really, of doing it. You can do biweekly payments. You have to set that up with your servicer. So don't just pay a payment every other week. You cannot do that. They expect your mortgage payment to be paid in full. So most of the time they'll charge you a setup fee of $250 to do biweekly payments. And you've already, just by doing every other week, you've already accomplished that one extra payment. Or you can just do one extra payment a month, you know, online. Um, nobody really mails it into the company. but Or you can mail it in and you just check principal. Great. I'm talking to Tanya Blanchard. She founded the Madison Chase Capital Advisors, a mortgage brokerage firm with affordable closing costs. And she has tips on upping the value of your home when we come back from this break. But before we go to the break, uh, Ms. Blanchard, or some contact information that you can share with my um, listeners. Sure. Absolutely. I'm on Instagram at Madison Chase Capital Advisors, um, LinkedIn, Tanya Blanchard. And then my phone number is 770 770- Eight five one nine three three four, and for any questions, you can do info at mccapitaladvisors dot com. Okay, great. We'll be right back with more money making conversations masterclass with Rushan McDonald. You are now tuned into the money making conversations minute of inspiration with Rashawn McDonald. Patti LaBelle is an award-winning singer and actress who has been called the godmother of soul. She started her career in the 60s and is still on top of her game as an entertainer and businesswoman. So when Patti LaBelle speaks, you should listen. I've noticed since I've been performing for 56 years, I've touched so many people just when I hug them or when I smile or say something positive to them. It don't cost you nothing to be a lifter of people. It's natural for me. I was born with this. I'm a total giver. It don't cost me nothing to give what God has given me. So I give it and with a smile on my face. And uh, as I said, I'm 76. Whenever I go on stage, I get this great feeling from the audience that they're pleased to be with me that night. And I'm going to give them something special. If you want to hear this full interview with Patti LaBelle, visit MoneyMakerConversation.com. Keep winning. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. It's amazing when you get out in the real estate business. We always, you know, uh, in the black community, the community of color, we're just always tied to apartments. We're always tied to paying that monthly rate and tied to the 1st and the 15th and never really into planning our future. And real estate is the way that you can plan your future. How did you really get into this business? You you talked about, Rashawn, you don't have to have money in the bank, but you have a, a course, a program that you put in place now called Six Months to Six Figures, A Loan Officer's Guide to a Profitable Business. What exactly is that? Absolutely. So I started out, I've been doing mortgages for um 19 years and so I've, I, this um, in June will be five years that I've owned my own company but I started out as a loan officer and when you start out as a loan officer you're a hundred percent commissioned so just think I had been recently divorced and uh, my ex-husband and I had a, a great relationship so we divorced with no alimony no child support we just mm-hmm. split expenses and split time so I had to think so even though it seemed risky going 100% commission after being recently divorced, I knew that I wanted something that, you know, I wanted to be able to, you know, have unlimited income. And I wanted to be able to spend time with my children. They were small at the time. So I became a loan officer. And so when you're a loan officer, it's all about relationships. It's about knowing your guidelines. It's about closing on time. And what I found um, when I hired people at my firm New loan officers, they were newly licensed, but they had no idea how to 
to be a loan officer. Nobody teaches you that. So I so I took the time um, to create a course. Actually, it's called Six Months to Six Figures. It, it's uh, seven modules, a resource guide, a jump start. That if you complete this uh, within six months, you'll be making six figures as a loan officer. And it's it's all common sense. It's it's my experience of being in the business for 19 years and raising, you know, two children and, you know, taking vacations. And, you know, being 100% commissioned for 19 years is, is, is a testimony in its itself. In itself oh, absolutely. Wake up every day, I wake up every day and say, this is what I want to do. So I created the course really to help people um, avoid, avoid costly mistakes because you have to remember when you're doing a loan, it's not – you have a buyer and a seller. You have someone's life, life, life in your hands, literally. You know, a lot of times people focus so much on the buyer, but I always focus on the seller, even though I'm doing the loans for the buyer, because I know that seller has also either they need that money for a move or something important in their lives, or they're going to their next house. So they need to close on time as well. So that's why I created the course to really help new lo- new loan officers or loan officers who have been in the business and aren't closing at least three to five loans a month. This course will definitely help you. We well, you know the thing about it, the reason they excited me about bringing you on the show, because so many of my listeners, so many people in the world that they are afraid to make change. And they also, mm-hmm. they also hit a certain age where they feel that this is it. You know, I'm, I'm 30. I'm, I, I can't do anything. I'm 40. I can't do it. 50. I, they 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 they've thrown the shovel and uh, they they planting their own grave. They're, they're buying plots, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so right. when that's what it, you shouldn't think that way. You should think about opportunity opportunities to be able to grow your grow your fortune. And this is what we're talking Absolutely. about with this particular program. Is that it's not you're not talking about somebody who's just graduated from high school or somebody who just graduated from college or didn't go to college. We're not we're talking about people who are adults. Who are looking no, to make decisions no. and talk to us right quick? Who are you talking to? I'll talk to you right. Yeah, I, you know what? And I think you brought up a really good point because I didn't graduate from college. I have my series seven and sixty three from when I worked at Payne Weber, so that's when I was officially smart. That's what I always say. When I passed the seven, I was officially smart. But you have to you you have to really focus on life skills and you know interpersonal skills and reading and 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 English. If you I always tell people, be careful with just going to college to go to college. You know, student loan debt is out of control. You know, I suggest to parents, you know, if you, if you didn't save money for college, let your child go to college, a community college for two years, and then, you know, a, a four-year school for their degree. Like, just think about President Obama. All you remember is that he graduated from Columbia, then Harvard. Nobody remembers the school he went to beforehand. So you just have to be really, um, you know, smart with, with your money and know that debt, you know, you, you, you don't want to incur debt. And this is really fast about dreams. You know, anybody out here who doesn't own a house right now, there's no reason that you can't. You have to start where you are, even if your credit, and I don't do credit counseling, I don't do credit repair, I don't do credit restoration, but you have to start where you are. You have to take your head out the sand Look at your credit report. It's all going to start there. Look at your credit report. Take responsibility. Start fixing your credit. Then start saving systematically. Even if you can't save in 401K, get a separate savings at a credit union where you don't have access to the money and save. Because the bottom line is that if you're not paying your mortgage, you're paying someone else's. And this is really, really important. Just, you know, maybe your first house can't be that, you know, four, four, four bedroom, four bath, but it's a three, two, it's a three bedroom. It's a two, a two bath that you and your family own. There is no security for a child like owning their own home, coming in from that school bus, coming in the house saying, Hey mom, Hey dad, and going up to their room. So just think, just start out. Most people want the, the big house. Start out, even, you know, you, we laughed about my house in Alpharetta, but believe it or not, at that time, that was a sacrifice. I wanted a basement. Right. And I mm-hmm. couldn't afford a basement. So I had to get a master on the main. And that sounds like, oh, a master on the main. But still, it was a sacrifice. It was something that I wanted. But had I not, look at those interest rates 6.5 on the first, 10 on the second. 
look at those rates. What if I had to say, you know what, I'm going to wait. Right, right. I wouldn't have my house. So you got to, you know. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. The time is now. Well, you know, I love your passion. I love because some, some, some triggered in you. You know, it was like, okay, I got, I, Rishon. It's almost <laughs> like you, you get mad at people when you see them making the same mistake over and again, over again, or denying themselves the opportunity. I know I get mad a right. lot because, because the word right. common sense, and then like you said, holding yourself responsible to your own dreams. You know, your dreams yeah. can only be achieved if you want to show maturity, responsibility to why they are not happening. And that's Absolutely. when you have to sit down and have, and have, have goals. Faith. You have to have faith, yep. but faith has to have a plan attached to it. If you, because Amen. you can pray all you want. If that plan is not oh, yeah. associated with that with that with that with that faith, then guess with what? That, with that action. Action. There you go right there. <laughs> now here's here's the thing about it, because I'm really enjoying this interview because of the fact that I'm being educated. And I think that's important that that people understand that the purpose of this show is that I don't know everything. So I bring people like Miss Blanchard onto the show who who, who is doing something that I've been involved with several times as a guy who wanted to buy a home. Now, I want to ask you this question. That big old stack of paper, you know, because I'm signing. You said something like, Rashawn, make sure you go to that page and make sure you're about to fix interest rate. Are there people out there we should be worried about when they slide those closing papers in front of us? Or- uh, absolutely. Well, here's the thing. Not the closing papers. Because the Frank Dodd Act back in um, 2000 and I think it was 9 or 10 when it was passed, eliminated that. So at least now before you go to closing, before you go to closing, three days before, three business days before, included, we can count Saturdays, um, you have to see your initial closing, closing disclosure. Mm-hmm. So that initial disclosure is going to give you what that loan estimate, that, that loan estimate that you have, that was in your, the first document you signed. I call those the money pages. At closing, the two things that are most important are going to be your note, 
which is on the which is on the closing disclosure. The CD is going to be your note and your payment. And but the biggest thing is that closing disclosure. You should have seen it from your loan estimate. And what you want to really look at, it's just you want to look at points. You want to look at how much you paying in origination. How much are you paying mm-hmm. in discount points? Mm-hmm. So that is crucial. And every you know everybody is everybody's not created equal. You know, and you know a lot of times that's one of the reasons what my course that I tell people keep your pipeline stacked, keep keep uh, keep uh, loans coming in so that you're not feeling desperate. Like, oh, my gosh, I've got this one loan, and if it doesn't close, there's my mortgage, there's right. everything I need. You, got, you have to stay, you've got to stay busy. You've got to stay with your pipeline. But that closing disclosure, you should be able to compare it to your loan estimate, and your numbers should change. So, oh, I always tell my clients, the, thing, the, 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 the lender fees in uh, Box 800, those are my fees. Those can't change. Now I can't. I won't know what your insurance your insurance is until you know you get your homeowner's insurance and then your tax bill. I look up the tax bill before I send out your disclosures because I like you to know really what your taxes are. Right. For new construction, we can't. We don't know. But I try and give people a good idea of what that monthly payment is and what the estimated cash to close is, so that there are no surprises. And that's what was happening back during the recession. People were just, you know, bamboozled at the closing table under pressure, and they were signing, and they didn't know what they were signing. Good. As we close out our interview, give us one more time how we can reach you in the program oh, sure. Six Months to Six Figures, a loan officer's yeah, guide absolutely. to profitable business. Absolutely. You can reach me at info at M for Madison C. Chase. So it's info at mccapitaladvisors.com. Seven seven zero eight five one nine three three four, and then you can go to madisonchaseacademy dot com for the course. Well, I want to thank you for coming on my show. It's been wonderful well, talking you so to you. Much. I, it was a pleasure. Thank you for coming on Money Making yes. Conversation Masterclass. Thank you so much for having me, and I will I'll be happy to come back anytime, any place. You just let me know. Oh, absolutely. You you you're my Rolodex. You're my Rolodex. Okay. All right. <laughs> bye bye. Thank you for coming <laughs> on the so show. Much. God bless. Take wow. Care. We'll be right back with more Money-Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. HBCUs represent black excellence. If you attend or are an alumnus of an HBCU, we want to hear about your story. The My HBCU Story Digital Library will allow current HBCU students and alumni to share their stories. Registration is open to everyone. More information is available at hbcucollegeday.com. Click My HBCU Story. Next, you can upload a photo. The photo can be recent or from when you attended your HBCU. Then, share your academic or social experience at your HBCU, which can be your favorite class, hangout joint, homecoming game, student center, on or off campus party, Greek show, and how attending an HBCU changed your life. We also want to hear stories if you pledged a fraternity or sorority. The goal is to use your My HBCU story to promote and uplift the HBCU brand. Your HBCU prepared you for success, and now we want everyone to read about your Black excellence. More information is available at hbcucollegeday.com. You can click My HBCU Story to share your story. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. I'm telling you, my next guest, I will honestly tell you, I've been trying to get her on the show. I think it started in uh, March and we got I booked her, then I, there was no bookings, but let me just get her rolling because I, I got her now. My guest name is Jasmine Brown. We'll be discussing multiple streams of income, like I said, right before the break. Jasmine Brown is an actress starring in Tyler Perry's uh, Zatima. I think that's Zatima. She has sisters in movies like House Party. She is a writer, producer, stand-up comedian with a tour called uh, Rent Due. I believe it's the name of the comedy tour. I missed her when she came through town. She's a social media influencer. She's created her own alter ego. <laughs> Boy, the uh, termite, Reggie, and uh, Miss Turnup. Jasmine managed to build a whole new audience by simply being herself, from social media to the stand-up comedy stage. She has a loyal following built on Instagram accounts. Miss Turnup has, I believe, over 700,000 followers. 
and her Watch Jazzy page has, I believe, like 1.3 million followers. Please work with the Money Making Conversation Masterclass, Miss Jasmine Brown. How you doing, Miss Brown? Oh, my goodness. Can you just introduce me everywhere I go? I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. When I stopped doing stand-up comedy, Steve Harvey refused. He said, Rashawn, you might not do stand-up anymore, but I want you introducing me all the time. And so even though I stopped doing stand-up, he would always ask me. We went on tour for like three years. I stopped doing stand-up, and I would walk out on stage. I wouldn't tell you no jokes. And so when I would walk out on stage, people just staring at me. Why this guy out there? And boy... By the time I finished that intro, they were standing. They were standing up. They're giving him a standing ovation. Steve Harvey. So believe me, Miss Brown. Whenever you need to be introduced, and you said Rashawn McDonald, will you come introduce me? I will fly there. I'll be there for you because I know how to bring a star on stage, and you, my friend, are a star. Oh, thank you. I know that's right. How you doing? Thank you for having me. I'm happy that we finally got to make this happen. Well, you know, you know, I, I, I've been doing my little uh, research, you know, dropping you know, your little interviews on YouTube here and there, watching your little career. I'm going to say, I, I say live in a humorous manner, pop yes, up and down and grow because anybody got 1.3 million followers on Instagram and got a little career. They are booming, 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 <laughs> booming. Now, you're from Florida, correct? Correct, and don't ever get it twisted. Okay, well, look at it. She already threatened me. See, <laughs> see, that's the sad part about certain people. You know, Miss Turnup just hopped on my interview. I, I thought I was talking to Miss Jasmine Brown, but Miss Turnup, she gonna come in and just start taking over the show. We are gonna talk about those other characters in a minute, Termite and Reggie in a minute. But let's oh, talk about my you, my friend, because what were you doing before stand-up comedy? What were you doing? Oh, okay. Before stand-up, honestly, I was just auditioning, auditioning and taking acting classes because I cannot stress and express enough how important it is for you to stay in class. Um, I haven't found anybody since I've been in the A, but I'm sure that there's a, a ton of amazing acting coaches out here. But just staying in oh, class. Oh, excuse, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. What about Florida, though? Okay, you in the A now. But, but what, no, yeah, I'm what, in what, the what, A now. What, but no, 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 no. What about that don't get it twisted state, Florida? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's what, that's where I was studying. So I, I studied at, a, at a, an actor's program called the Actors Workshop of South Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, Yes, it was a very amazing. My acting coach, uh, God bless her soul, she you know was laid to rest a couple years back. So the, mm-hmm. the program hasn't really hasn't gone anywhere since then because she was everything to the program. Mm-hmm. However, that's what I was doing, just auditioning and grinding and and also writing and you know before. But I you weren't doing stand up though. You were not doing. I was not. I was not doing stand up. I was just. I was just sharpening my tools, just waiting for waiting for the opportunity, staying in the lab, making sure I'm auditioning. And then, you know, when the stand-up opportunity came about, it's because I was putting my characters out there. And somebody saw Toya turn up and was like, we would love to put her on the stage. And I said, <laughs> Okay, hold on, hold on. Uh, hold on, hold on. First of all, because you be, I, I love people who, like, they, they know their career, they know their story, but they don't put no years. They don't put no, well, four years ago. Oh, my okay, God. Okay, okay. <laughs> when did you hit the stage? You, when did you start Miss Turnup and you dropped it on social media? Obviously, people started falling in love with it. So when did that happen? When did that start happening? Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, man, it was a long time ago because it was before, mm, I feel like it was before Instagram. I was just creating these characters. And the mm-hmm. thing is, Toya was created, you know, when I was a child. Right, And, right. Um, you know, I grew up in South Florida. I lived in West Palm. And I lived in the hood. And, like, we, you know, <laughs> no, I would be outside and I would be Ms. Brown, you, you don't want to get the hood out real quick. We have to go on and just, just pull that out of you. I knew you West Palm Beach, you were hood. Now, I knew that right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I grew up in the hood. So Toya was subconsciously being created this entire time. So once I finally put the character together with my allowance money, with getting, you know, buying wigs and doing things like that, Toya was around for a very long time. So once I started putting her on YouTube and I built the courage to actually, like, show her to the world then I, I i got the likes of a lot of people and it just it just went from there but this was man you want me to put a time on it i can't man what is it we 2023 this was oh my goodness this was i can't even tell you 2000 and what but then uh, they, but then they started but but comedy club owners started seeing you now mm-hmm. now now that that's a that's a transition from a character to a stand-up comedy routine okay for sure okay because now 
you know, because, you know, you can't just come on stage as Miss Turnup, you know, because that's a hard character to keep going for that long. So, says who? You know, so, huh? Says who? Says who? Oh, excuse me. Let me talk to Miss Turnup. Am I talking to Turnup now or Jasmine? Who am I talking to right now? <laughs> Listen, for me, for me, it was just storytelling. I created such a, 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 just a variety of content that all I really had to do was go in and take my videos and put them into and, and piece them together. But all I did was tell stories. I would tell about three, four stories, and that would be about an hour long. Sometimes they would have to be pulling me off the stage, like we gotta, we gotta get out of here because I didn't really, you know, I didn't really know how to stop, right, you know. Right. But people were like, "Man, I know people who've been in the game for a long time who can't do a solid forty-five minutes." Well, can't well do the one gift I've not seen your show, but I have to believe that your improvisational skills have to be pretty off the chart, and that really oh. <laughs> correct, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah I, that's correct. I know because of the fact that if anybody doesn't know what improv is, I always tell people a great person that improv, you know, you'll see some people, they'll they're, they're, they're say, how you doing in the audience? And then they'll say something rude back to them. That's not improv. That's not improv. I always right. tell people, if you if you can if you can take an improv or reaction to an audience member, three sentences or three lines down, that's a bit now. That's a bit. And so... Mm-hmm. The person I'm talking to on the phone, the way she's talking and the way she's articulating lets me know that she can see something. She can take a reaction and it becomes a story. And she puts that story into her vernacular. And guess what? She's able to make it relatable to everybody in the room. That's a gift that most people don't understand. And that's what she has. That's why she's able to take this character, Miss Turnup, and turn it into (laughs) an extended piece. That's why she said, Rashawn, you don't know what you're talking about. You know, I'll be on that stage <laughs> three stories in. I'm at 45. And I'm 45 and three yeah. stories in. Because, <laughs> am I correct? I, I'm not misspoke yet correct. having Miss Turnup. No, you're correct. You're saying everything right. Because, but you know, what the, mm-hmm. continue. What, what's so beautiful about it is the fact that I've cre- I was able to create such an online presence, I had the luxury of performing in front of my own fans. So the people that came out to see me were people that knew who I was, that were already excited, and, you know, they were just ready for whatever. So that that was the beautiful thing about it. I got to meet the people whose lives I was, I was, able, I was touching over years, you know. So, and you know, it, well, it was just... It, really, it really, is, really is amazing what she's talking about because, you know, I, I grew up in, uh, I started doing stand-up comedy for Deaf Comedy Jam. So most of the comedy clubs I performed in were white. They're white comedy clubs. Mm-hmm, and you mm-hmm. knew you knew when I came in the city that when I started seeing more and more black people in the audience, you knew they came to see me. They came to see mm-hmm. me in particular. So I could just tell right there, okay, uh, this room is 25% black now. And the club owner would tell me, well, you know, you were showing you have a lot of people showing up. See, I knew I could see them. They black right there. And so... <laughs> And that, and that that made me feel good because you know they buy my merchandise they they stay after the show shake my hand want to take photos mm-hmm. it was kind of a loyalty that you know was done way before Twitter way before all these things I had my little cards yeah. I said I'd mail them out to everybody let them know I was coming into town that was my marketing plan now wow. as, as you start building this relationship when did you knew or know that you had something special here Miss Brown. You know, honestly, I didn't know. I just, I just did things that made me feel good. Right. And and it made me feel good to play different characters. It made me feel good to make people laugh, even if it was just my family members. I never thought it was anything special until people told me it was special. Because it's like you don't really know you're different, or until you start meeting other people that aren't really like you. It's like, oh, you can't do voices, or you don't know how to do characters. Like what? You think everybody can do it? And that's what I thought. I thought everybody could do every the things that I did. So it wasn't until people were like, "No, Jazz, like, not everybody can do that." <laughs> right. That's 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 when I found out that it was actually something you yeah. know worth you know. You had a special gift. I'm talking to the. Selling, but, I'm, you know. I'm talking to the um, multi-talented um, Jasmine Brown from West uh, Palm Beach, Florida, down there in the hood, mm-hmm. down there in the hood. She's in the big A now. She's big a. But the but beautiful thing about her is she's traveling around this country doing her stand-up comedy show. I think it's called the Rent Due Tour, right? Rent Still Due. I just wrapped it up um, last month. Okay, actually. okay, okay. So I, mm-hmm. okay. I really, 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 you could have said, you, you didn't have to just do my show like that. Rashawn, yeah, yeah, go with the flow, go with the flow. But you're going to tell everybody, no, that my show is dated already. You wrapped it up. They can't come see you. 
Yeah, I know, and it's because I, I have to get back to filming, so I wasn't oh, able to. Excuse me. Yeah, excuse so I was me. like, I have a break. Let me let me try to go to a couple of my favorite cities before okay. I, I, I get back to filming. Okay, yeah. okay. Let me tell you. Let's, let's talk about you because obviously, obviously, Rashawn McDonald is kind of late on the uh, Jasmine train. Okay, because really, you know, she 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 can act. She's uh, she has four, forty five different characters. She's she's you know she's on all these she's a house party uh, sisters is it is it is it Zatima or Zatama what is that what is the name of that Tyler Perry Zatima 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 I just want to make sure because I'll be honest I've never seen the show I've never seen the show mm-hmm. and so so I want to make sure that I not that I've seen sisters I've seen you on sisters now I can't mm-hmm. see all Tyler Perry Tyler Perry got like five hundred shows so you can't see them all <laughs> the Oval used to be my show Oval was my show I couldn't miss that oh, show. Yeah. Oh, that show was so silly. I, that was my show. And so now, when you, when you, the acting part of that's what you started out doing was acting. Mm-hmm. How did you suddenly get back into the acting? What, what, uh, let me ask you this question. Which was taken off first, the acting or the stand-up comedy? The stand-up comedy took off, and the only reason why I even agreed to do it is because they told me, well, you'll be playing your character, so technically you would be acting. No, 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 Jasmine, the check didn't didn't inspire you? The money-making opportunities didn't inspire you? No. I told myself, I said, I'm not a comedian. I'm not a stand-up comedian. That's not what I do. And Mm -hmm. he's like, well, technically, he's like... You, you'd be acting. So you would just be acting as your character on stage. So technically you're acting. And I was like, huh, maybe you're right. I said, okay, well, I'll try it out for, you know, it was a weekend. I said, okay, I'll try, I'll try it out for the weekend and then see how I feel. And when I tell you I blacked out on stage and I don't remember what happened, but all I knew was that the people went wild and the rest was history. You it, know, was a, it was just a, a feeling I've never felt before. I know that experience. The very first time I walked on stage, and it was in 86. No, no, excuse me, it was 81. I walked on stage, stand-up comedy. And I remember I got a standing ovation the very first time I walked wow. on stage. And I don't remember what I did. But I just know that because it's, it's that rush she's talking about, that ability to mm-hmm. just make people laugh. Because I, I've been practicing my stuff out in front of my oldest sister and her son. I was just practicing every day, getting ready, because they gave me five minutes. And that five minutes was just clicking through real fast. But the laughs kind of like extends the five minutes, and they're giving you the life because you hadn't even got to your last joke. And you're just trying to build momentum to get off stage with, a, with, with the ultimate crescendo, which is applause. That's what you want. In my very first show I ever did, I got a standing ovation. Now, now, I'm not saying that every show after that was a standing ovation, because sometimes when you walk on stage and you just raw, you just, you just want to just just be entertaining, and that's what you that was that's what you was accomplishing at that moment, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you hit it right on the head. Well, cool. Well, when I, we come back from this break, they told me I got to go to break. So when we come back from this break, I got some more storytelling because I haven't got the termite yet, I haven't got the Reggie yet, and I want to tell you because it's about multiple streams of income. See, we about to break it down to everybody. Right now, as she's talking to me, she's making money someplace else. This is who I'm talking to right now. She's multi-stream. She's making mailbox money. That means that when she goes to the mailbox, it's some way knowing her besides a bill. When you come back, Jasmine Brown, she's kicking it in the big-time world from Florida to the Big A all around the country, BET, Tyler Perry. A lot of big names tied to this woman's name. She's a baller. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rushan McDonald. You are now tuned into the Money Making Conversations Minute of Inspiration with Rushan McDonald. Longevity is tied to your ability to adapt and change. According to Cedric the Entertainer, I want to be a little bit more dramatic nowadays. I definitely want something big and funny, but I look for things that can just have people see me in a different light and let me mature as both an entertainer and an actor and a comedian. The idea of believing in the long run, man, like you can't necessarily, even if you get hits now and, you know, somebody have a big hit young in their career, what's the best thing about having a long career? So from the Steve Harvey show that was on the WB to having my show, The Soul Man, that was on uh, TV Land. But I've never had anything on one of the big networks. I've Mm -hmm. had deals to this point in my life to have a show on the number one network with a number one new comedy. You see a difference. If you want to hear this full interview with Cedric the Entertainer, visit moneymakingconversation.com. 
Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. I'm talking to Jasmine Brown, uh, Miss Turnup. Uh, these are characters she developed when she was really, really young, and uh, in uh, West Palm Beach, Florida. Now she's really, uh, she's the grown-up woman now, and she's now making money off these characters that she developed really, really long, way before Instagram. She developed these characters. These are not characters mm-hmm. that she thought of last week just so she can build a social media following. In fact, she just uploaded these characters because guess what? She was inspired. She was motivated. Because she felt that this is something she wanted to share. And because she shared it, guess what? Her whole world exploded. She just wanted to be an actress. And then these club owners started calling her and say, hey, how about you come over here and grab this check? And she resisted it. She resisted it. Because she wants to be an actress. She had a craft that she wanted to do. But then she realized she could be funny. Now she's touring the country. She just wrapped up a very successful tour. Because guess what? She's about to start acting again. She's about to start doing her thing that she wanted to do all her life. But in the meantime, Ms. Brown is making multiple streams of income. Let me ask you some questions, Ms. Brown. Do you have merchandise? Okay. Uh, not anymore. Sold out not or anymore. you just don't do it anymore? Well, you know, sometimes when you try to just, you have a bright idea to do stuff, <laughs> it's, not all, it's not always right the first time. It's not, al- it's not always right. Okay, okay let's, let's talk about the bad idea because that's Money Making Conversation Masterclass, you know, because I always tell people, I want people to hear what I did wrong so they can do it right. So you're successful. You got 1.3 million Instagram followers. You got over <laughs> 700,000 followers on Miss Turnup. So it's a lot of things you're doing right. So what did you do wrong <laughs> in the merchandising, the merchandising side of this that you should share with us so we can do it right? moving forward you know i i feel like i wasn't being original i was i took i took um you know i said rent due was like what everybody would say they would say rent whenever they saw me they would say rent due so i had some rent due hats made and i only got a couple at a time because i would tell myself nobody's gonna buy these man no one's gonna you know i didn't really believe in myself the way other people were believing in me because i was still just out of disbelief that people cared enough to even come to my shows. I only got a certain amount made. And obviously I think I got like a couple hundred, obviously they all sold out. They sold out and I was really overwhelmed. And I told myself I was going to change the design. And then, and then I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to sell posters and set. So I had posters and I would just sign those and I would give them away. But I kind of felt funny about charging my people for everything. Because I was like, okay, they got to come here. They're going to spend all this money. They have to do so, I mean, I'm, I'm, Can I help you out here? You're not supposed yeah. to be out there selling nothing. Okay? See, are you out there selling stuff? Are you the one selling stuff? Or you have somebody else well, selling I, it for you? No, I would be out there. See, see, that's, be, a, that's, that's the problem the right whole meet, The whole meet and greet will be a thing. Yeah, see, meet and greet, what they do, so this is how the meet and greet really supposed to work. They go over there and buy. You're nowhere near the buy. And when they come over you, they're meeting you after they made the buy. And see, that way, there's no guilt because the only way they're going to see you after they made the buy. See, that's the whole part of the process. You got to you got to have one, two, three, four steps. Because I've been doing this a long time. So when I uh-huh. say there's a system to it, because the reason I know there should be merchandise, merchandise involved, because you have characters. If you have characters, yeah. that means that you have to sit down and go, what is my what is my structure? Who who who's managing me? Not saying that you don't have management, because I don't say that. I won't, I will not yeah. ever say that. I would just say it's all about structure and what you're trying to accomplish. You have a great PR firm. That's how we met. So I know you got that on lock. But when it comes to merchandise, that's that mailbox money. That's that money. They go online. They click your website. They buy that that cap. They buy whatever you want them to buy. And then they get to wear it. And guess what? That's marketing your brand beyond you. Absolutely. So. Yeah, you speak your facts. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to bring you on the show because, I, like I said, I, I am so, you know, when I, I, in this business, I've been fortunate to meet a lot of superstars. So when I met them, they weren't superstars. They were very talented people who are superstars today. And they all were like you. They all had a vision that was tied to their gift. And they took that gift that God gave them, and they worked hard. I'm going to tell you something. I always tell people, they go, well, Sean, you, you've been fortunate to either build a lot of great careers or been around people who are talented who are not great. I always tell people, you cannot win a Kentucky Derby with a mural, okay? They got to be thoroughbreds. 
They got to be able to be able to run that race. And that's what you are. You are a thoroughbred. And I know from my background research on you, you're willing to do the work. So what is the big goal for you, my friend? Honestly, and this is, and I, I tell people this and, and it, they think it's funny, but I say that when I can no longer do all the things that I have to be attractive for, right. pretty for, whatever, and I want to be behind the scenes. You know, writing is probably one of my first loves because I used to journal a lot when I was young. I used to write poetry as a child and, you know, as a teenager when I started, like, you know, getting into relationships and things like that. So writing is probably one of my first loves up there with acting and things. So, but I noticed that, you know, being an attractive black female, you know, they, they don't want you to do all the things, right. you know? But when <laughs> I'm no longer able to do that and I'm playing somebody's mama and, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting up there. And I just want to just produce and direct, which I'm, I'm already not, not directing yet, but I'm, I've already been producing and things. So, well, you've been, you've been producing to... all your life. You've been writing all your I... life, you know. So that's what I yeah. get from these characters you've created, you know, because they mm-hmm. came from somewhere. They came from your imagination, but you had to write oh, yeah. things down. You had to get these beats, oh, these yeah. rhythms, in order for they to be manufactured into consistency. Because a lot of people think mm-hmm. that it's off the top of your head because you do it so well. But this is something that you've been working on. You've been developing over the years. Yeah. And I would tell you this from a, a person. I started out doing stand-up comedy. And I did Def Jam. I did all the comedy shows. And, and, but writing, when I started writing, my first writing assignment was on Me and the Boys with Steve Harvey. And then I did uh, The Parenthood with Robert Townsend. And then I did the City oh, uh, Hall sitcom. And then I did Sister, Sister, Tia, Tamara Maori. And then okay. I did um, a Jamie Foxx show. I was co executive producer on that show. And then I was a consultant producer on The Parkers with Monique. And so that whole structure, changed my life because it allowed me to the true power you know i don't care what anybody says to be able to convince somebody or or thousands of people in some cases millions of people to come back that following week on that same time slot on that day it was really powerful Mm -hmm. and i realized that that's pretty amazing Uh, and it's pretty amazing for people to come to a comedy club and and you sell it out they they walk on stage and they wait on you that's amazing too but Mm -hmm. you have the ability Miss Brown, to be able to do both. And I would recommend that you don't let anybody stop you from pursuing that because you have been, you've been, you've been dreaming about this all your life. I didn't, I, 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 God just gave me a lot of gifts and I, and somehow I stumbled upon being a very talented comedian and I'm a hustler. So you give me my foot in the door, I'm going to crack that door wide open and see what's on the other side. I'm not afraid. (laughs) I'm not afraid, Miss Brown. I love that. And so my whole thing with you is that, don't be afraid. And I know I'm not saying anything because you never show fear in your life. But you mm-hmm. are special. And I got to just say that to you. Not mm-hmm. like you don't know it. But, you know, sometimes you get out there and you just be grinding. And, and there's a lot of haters out there. And they get, well, she, mm-hmm. how she does she know how to do stand-up? They only coming in there because she got followers or whatever. Ain't they laughing? Mm-hmm. Ain't they laughing? Hello. Ain't they laughing? They laughing. They laughing. They laughing. They stomach. Come on, now. ain't they laughing? Ain't they? No, ain't they? Ain't they lining up there to buy her T-shirts? The, the, she ain't buy enough <laughs> of them. That's what the problem is. That's why they going because they they wanted to buy more, but she didn't know she was that popular. So <laughs> now she know now because she's talking to Rashawn McDonald. Rashawn McDonald showed her the light. Then show her the light because she gonna get a better logo. She gonna get. She gonna go to her website one day and she gonna have all this rent due caps. She gonna have rent due uh, little the little little little. little, little Tops that they, they do for the summer. She gonna have that rent due back there. She gonna have rent due jerseys she, with the number one on it. She gonna have all that stuff. That's what you gonna do because you're a money making conversation. Multi. Thank you. I, I received that. And you better because I believe in you and uh, just, just just tell everybody your social media. Like not like you need more followers because we're wrapping up this show. Tell everybody about social media so we can get out of here. <laughs> Okay, well, you can follow me on Instagram on both pages. On my personal page is Watch Jazzy. And um, on <laughs> Toya's page is Toya underscore Turnup. And both on Instagram, you can also follow me at Watch Jazzy on Twitter. It got hacked, so I got to build that one back up. But yeah, I mean, just expect to be seeing a lot more of me as I am writing and producing and starring in more things. So. Yeah, I'm excited for you to continue to watch Jazzy and to follow 
the journey that I'm on, and thank you for having me. Oh yeah, you be back. Uh, you know, you can't get oh, rid of me, sure. Jay. You can't get rid of me, girl. You know that. You know ah. that. Now I know you're an A. You got to come by my building and eat some food because I'm a world class cook and an award winning baker. What? Bam! You got at? you there. I got you, kid. Because you country. You country. You, if you tell a country person about some free food, they're gonna be there. But again, you're ah. so talented, Jay. And I want to appreciate you, just Jasmine Brown. I just shortened it for Jay because she's my girl. I got six sisters, so I just nicknamed you. JB, come on by, and we're going to have a good time again. But more importantly, thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation Masterclass, okay? Thank you for having me. We'll talk soon. I appreciate you. And again, I appreciate everybody who comes on my show. And also, I appreciate you guys listening to my show. We will talk soon. Again, this is Rashawn McDonald. Thank you for supporting me and supporting my brand, a Money Making Conversation Masterclass. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Money Making Conversations Masterclass. Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rushan McDonald is produced by 3815 Media Inc. More information about 3815 Media Inc. is available at 3815media.com. And always remember to lead with your gifts. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.